This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. We continue our look at the four amendments on the ballot next week with an overview of Amendment 1 pertaining to judicial oversight of impeachment proceedings. They're trying to amend our state constitution to say that no matter the circumstances, uh, if an impeachment takes place, a court cannot intervene. That story and more coming up on this West Virginia Morning. With the election coming up next week, we also wanted to look at a few key races around the state. The contested race for the newly formed 7th Senate District seat pits a veteran legislator against a well-known newcomer. Randy Yowie has an election preview. Former federal prosecutor Mike Stewart was state Republican Party chair and 2016 West Virginia Trump campaign co-chair. He says his opponent doesn't reflect the values of their Boone, Lincoln, Logan, and Kanawha County constituents. We're a conservative district and people who value pro-life, they want lower taxes, they value freedom, they value the right to own and bear firearms. Adult medical specialist Dr. Ron Stalling says he's religious, endorsed by the NRA, and pro-life, but the state abortion bill went too far. The 16-year Democratic senator says transitioning from a coal economy requires dedicated funding. Getting more coal severance tax back to the county of origin, uh, getting a tax credit if you locate a business on a post mine land site. Stewart says he'll fight for parents needing involuntary long-term treatment for young adult sons and daughters dependent on opiates. He favors capital punishment for drug dealers. And listen, I support the death penalty. If you're if you're carrying enough drugs. Uh, If you're killing cops, if you're carrying enough drugs, I support the death penalty for that. Stalling says public education needs a major overhaul and renewed funding for support programs. We've cut DHHR some $600 million. So those programs that help these disadvantaged kids, it's coming back now to roost. Stewart says the state's infrastructure has improved, but his 7th District secondary roads remain deplorable. Stalling says diversifying the economy requires keeping promises like developing infrastructure along Corridor G. Mike Stewart says he's a street fighter with a sense of urgency. Ron Stalling says far-right MAGA people will cut taxes on the rich and cut services on the poor. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has announced nearly $3 million for flood protection efforts in southern West Virginia. Caroline McGregor reports. The agency is committing more than $2,817,000 to reduce flood risks throughout the Elkhorn Creek and Tug Fork River watershed. The money, through the Natural Resources Conservation Service, will support the voluntary buyout, demolition and restoration of about 30 properties to restore natural floodplain conditions. The West Virginia Flood Tool examined flood damage to 128 homes and buildings before recommending the buyout as the most cost-effective solution. The Flood Tool is an interactive web map application developed by the West Virginia GIS Technical Center. It provides public and official access to flood data about the degree of risk for an area or property. Residents in the Elkhorn Creek and Tug Fork River watershed are at higher risk of flood damage due to the concentration of real estate development in the floodplain. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor in Charleston. The end of spooky season means you might be tempted to throw out your jack-o'-lanterns without a second thought. 
Shepard Snyder has more on how to find a use for your pumpkins after Halloween. An easy way to reuse your pumpkins is to split them into chunks and add them to compost. That way they help fertilize the soil in gardens or local woods or become treats for local wildlife like deer. Other alternatives include feeding the fruits to pets, donating them to a farm, zoo, or shelter as animal feed, or even cutting off the top of the pumpkin and suspending the base from a tree branch to make a bird feeder. WVU Extension Agriculture and Natural Resources agent Josh Poplowski says these activities help give back to nature. Just throwing them into the uh, municipal waste just adds to the over overfilled landfills and there's no no reason to throw something in the landfill that you know you're not going to get back or utilize make sure to watch out for paint light bulbs or other harmful materials before feeding pumpkins to animals for west virginia public broadcasting i'm shepherd snyder in martinsburg Halloween is over, but that doesn't mean the spooky creatures go away. The Ohio Valley is rich with sightings of cryptids, that is, creatures of lore unknown to science. Across the region, communities celebrate the shadowy figures with festivals and stories passed down through generations. Caitlin Thorne with the Ohio Valley Resource takes a look into the mysteries of the area. It's a warm, sunny day, and the streets of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, are filled with people. But ask Faye DeWitt Laporte about the Mothman, and she is suddenly 56 years in the past, riding in a car with her siblings by the old munitions plant. We were scared, of course, and we were everybody, don't move, don't move, everybody, don't move, everybody shut up. And the other two was bawling and crying back there, the younger one. They were on their way home from a movie when Laporte says a large creature dropped onto the hood of their car. It was the Mothman. And we was just telling them, you know, be quiet, be quiet, don't, don't sit in there, you make it kick out the glass and come through there. Laporte says the Mothman stared at them for around five minutes before taking flight. It just jumped and then just opened the prettiest, biggest wing and then just flew and we could see the moon, it was like a crescent moon, and we could see it just as it flew off, that's about it. There were multiple Mothman sightings in the region in 1966 leading up to the collapse of the Silver Bridge in 1967 that killed 46 people. After that, Mothman seems to have disappeared from the area. And watch your back because Sasquatch is going to come down the street. The Ohio Valley is a hotbed for cryptid lore, with multiple festivals dedicated to the creatures. One of the most famous cryptids in the world is Bigfoot, the elusive ape-like creature. Many believe he dwells in the Hawking Hills region of Ohio, which holds an annual festival featuring a Bigfoot howling contest. Good job. What's your name? In Letcher County, Kentucky, many locals believe that small people called goblins live deep in the limestone caves of Pine Mountain. Oh, my dad. He was big into those kind of things. Doug Adams says he's seen the goblins, and for him... It's a family tradition. He would tell us now, if you just got to be quiet, you can't be noisy, they'll, they'll disappear. He never said where they went, but they would disappear probably back into the rocks or what have you. And the people of Flatwoods, West Virginia, celebrate their own cryptid, the Flatwoods Monster, with both a festival and a museum dedicated to the creature. It was first seen in 1952 and is described as a 10 to 12 foot tall creature with claw-like hands and a spade-shaped head. 
Faye DeWitt Laporte describes herself as a Christian woman and says that seeing the Mothman made her think more about the possibilities of the universe. I knew you know, something was out there besides us. What I don't know, I don't care to speculate. I say God's got everything in his own hands and he created all things. What to say he ain't got other life things on other planets? They're all his. He created them. Whether you believe in cryptids or not, it's undeniable that many in the Ohio Valley have seen something in the hills, hollers, and deep forests of the region. So the next time you are walking in the woods at night, think about what is out there in the dark. Is it a deer, a raccoon, or is it something else? For the Ohio Valley Resource, I'm Caitlin Thorne. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 7.53. Areas of dense fog this morning with mostly cloudy skies today. Highs in the 60s, cloudy tonight, lows in the 40s, and partly sunny tomorrow with highs in the 60s and 70s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Taurus Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TaurusSaveAlaw.com. Amendment 1 relates to the checks and balances of the legislative and judicial branches of the state government. Randy Yoey previews a voters' decision-making process on what's fair or not fair regarding impeachment procedures. Amendment 1 is meant to clarify that the judicial branch has no authority to interfere with the West Virginia House and Senate's constitutionally granted impeachment powers. The impetus arose in 2018 after the legislature impeached the entire Supreme Court over numerous financial issues. Mark Williams was the lead attorney for Justice Margaret Workman, who filed suit by questioning legislative procedures and raising a separation of powers issue. With the suit under consideration, West Virginia Supreme Court justices recused themselves from the proceedings. Circuit judges filling in as the Supreme Court ruled in Workman's favor. Williams says the amendment is bad and vindictive. They're trying to amend our state constitution to say that no matter the circumstances, uh, if an impeachment takes place, a court cannot intervene, even if there was a basis for the impeachment, which is clearly discriminatory or illegal. The legislature is angry that the, the courts intervened and said that the, their attempt to impeach all five justices of the Supreme Court of Appeals violated our Constitution and violated the due process of the justices. Senate Judiciary Chair Charles Trump, Republican from Morgan County, says the 2018 fill-in Supreme Court panel overstepped its authority. He says the amendment is needed to make it explicit that the Constitution clearly assigns impeachment power to the legislature and no one else. Article 4, Section 9. The House of Delegates shall have the sole power of impeachment. 
the Senate shall have the sole power to try impeachment. The substitute panel of the Supreme Court usurped authority that is specifically delegated and conferred upon the legislative branch and disregarded the checks and balances that already exist in the Constitution. Williams says the legislature, not liking the results in 2018, wants the amendment to help take away any powers of judicial impeachment review. He cites examples of possible legislative decision on impeachment proceedings for someone who is African-American or a practicing Muslim. Because they believe that we are a Christian nation and a Muslim should not serve in office. That impeachment could go forward and there would be no court, no state court could intervene to stop it, even though it is clearly discriminatory and clearly unconstitutional. Trump says impeachment checks and balances for such individuals currently exist through the state constitution. And Amendment 1 offers the legal protections needed. It's never happened before in any state or at the federal level where the judicial branch of the government decided that it could regulate the manner in which the legislative branch conducts impeachment proceedings. And it's particularly egregious and frightening because the judicial branch did it uh, to interfere with impeachments of members of the judiciary. Williams says when you tell a court you cannot intervene regardless of the circumstances, then that's what creates a problem. Voters will decide on changing the Constitution or not regarding legislative impeachment powers on November 8th. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Amelia Nicely, Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Eric Douglas, Jessica Lilly, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning. <laughs>